When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. And when you sign up, use the promo code CHGO. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, working our way up to Thanksgiving today. We got the World Cup uh, going on at the very moment we're doing this podcast. So we got a lot of non-soccer fans today, huh? And uh, let's be honest, I'm a... I'm not a soccer hater. I just have no interest in it. So, you know, I'll go I'm one farther. For the people and that I'll say that I'm a soccer it. hater. I'll go. I'd rather far. talk Cubs. Well, that's I'd what we're doing. Talk, I'd rather sit here and talk about hockey than talk about soccer. Oh, that that's that's crossing the line. Oh, I mean, yes, the host of ceremony last night was great. Even if you aren't a hockey fan, the host of ceremony was <laughs> I mean, really good. I'm not a hockey fan. That's why. <laughs> that's that's what it's saying for me. That's how much interest is I'm putting it on here, right? Crossing the line. In my opinion, you can't What's say that? things like that. To, they'd rather talk about hockey than soccer in the World Cup. World Cup's pretty oh, 100% big. 100% I would. If you want to spend 20 minutts talking about Marion Hosa's no. uh, jersey reti- number retirement, yet yes, I can talk about that. We, we can avoid that. I, I don't have anything to say for soccer, so I know, I'm glad we have other people to do that podcast. Shout out and, to uh, Jared in the – or not Jared. Um, Garrett. Garrett. Garrett in the comments. Hit that thumbs up button, he says. I, I, that's what one thing we could all agree upon. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Garrett. Um, what did you guys do this weekend? I know Cody and I were sweating it out trying to get some Jordans. I, for the first time oh. ever, I was told how to download the app. I didn't know there was an app called Sneakers. And then I, mm-hmm. I downloaded it, and I sat in a waiting room trying to get the Jordan 1s. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't even gone back to look and see if I want anything. <laughs> I had to I, wait I, like an hour and a half, man. And you got hour it, though, right? And I, did, and I did get them. It was, uh, you know, so it's just <clears throat> nice to win one, guys. It's just nice to win one. Yeah, I woke up too late. I was like I like 9.45 or something like oh, that when I woke up. And I was like, I had it marked in my it. calendar for these. These are the original Jordan 1s, lost and found. Like, yeah. I, I can't wait for them to get here. I tried to get two pairs because they were selling like men's, but then they were selling like, uh, I guess they're technically like boys or like toddlers, toddlers, and Cassidy can fit in the boys' size, uh, but I didn't win that one, so I don't know what to get her for Christmas now. But yeah, that's <laughs> I, that's where I'm at on that. But yeah, no, I can't wait for them to get home. Get here. I agree. Like I, I have, I, I'm not interested in all the Jordans out there, but the original ones, like the very first pair, okay, that's different, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. I did go through it as I was in that waiting room because I didn't understand what was going on. You're just waiting. You're not even in yeah, a waiting room. Am, just... I, am I waiting? Am I not waiting? Do I have to stay on the app? Do I have to sit no. on my phone? Can I let it go to sleep? Will yeah, it still you, put me you're in? You're supposed to just get a notification. I guess I could have just told you that. Where you like you, you don't should have just to check right now. now, Luke. Check right now. Let's find out live on air if Luke won the. <laughs> yeah, won just the open shoot. the app and see if it tells I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm confident I didn't. Wouldn't I have gotten some sort of like update alert or something? You know, I assume Maybe. you would have got some sort of notification. That's what I did. Yeah, he have to, I didn't he get would have to turn notifications on, wouldn't he? Perhaps. Perhaps. I think I did when I signed up for the app, but I'm not totally sure. I did look at like, like Cody said, there were other sizes, so I was confused by that. So then I went into the the little ones. Like I, I thought, boy, I could get my one year old a pair of these pretty sweet Jordans. And then, you know, I started thinking, because those were available. You didn't even have to sit in a waiting room to get those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, boy, that'd be a pretty cool Christmas present. And I was like, but for who? Like, 
<laughs> you know, know? and then I decided, I'm like, this is stupid. Why would I waste $70? He doesn't even like to wear shoes. So, <laughs> but the pictures, excited, the pictures would have been awesome, Stucky. And that's, that's yeah. the reason that you buy them. But you know that's what? It. I could wait till he's like five or six and he actually knows what shoes are. Perhaps. And then maybe. So anyways, I, I bailed out on that. And I just, <laughs> that was the end of my, that was probably the highlight of my weekend. It, there was just not much. Yeah. I watched the line. I old. Yeah. It was cold. Like I stayed inside all weekend. I didn't do it. I didn't go anywhere. How did you deal with the Illini blowing that game? Uh, well, you know, I went into it with no expectations, ex- assuming that I, they were going to just get blown out. And then they reeled me in like all my teams do, only to let me down in emphatic fashion. And, of course, of course, Iowa Cubs fans that are that follow me on Twitter were, were giving me all, all, the, all the smoke. And I don't understand it because they got beat up by Michigan, too. And then – also, they're Iowa fans. It's not like there's that much to be excited about for their team. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, it was a tough one. I did, you know, Illinois basketball did beat UCLA on Friday, so that was nice. That was They, they beat a top-10 team in the country. And then, uh, you know, they, they competed against Virginia yesterday. It was a, it was a, it was a close game, but uh, didn't come out with that one. But to go to Vegas and beat or go one-and-one one against two uh, ranked teams, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, yeah. See Jack and Collada are in there now, and Collada says his teams are Cubs, Blackhawks, Bears. That's it. So no bulls, no bulls. And he's lucky man. there because there's a lot of pain. Teams. Michael Collada's got a lot of pain. No wonder he's yeah. negative, man. I get it. Whatever <laughs> all your team, when your three teams are that, like that's yeah. a lot of pain. <laughs> like Just especially for, in the last five years, for like, an entire lifetime. Yeah, Cubs, Blackhawks, <laughs> Bears, just. Or even a lifetime, yeah. I mean, oh, there's man. just not a lot to get excited about. Think about there. it, like pre pre 2010. Oh, from yeah. like that beyond that was like the only time he would have had to celebrate was the Bears when the Blackhawks were winning cups. He that must have been the happiest time of his on? life as a fan. I mean, and then the Cubs winning in 16, like, oh, he yeah. was probably at the peak of his like sports fandom, and now it's just back to everything yeah. he grew up with yeah. for the '85 Bears. At least he got I that. Know, I don't even I, get, I didn't even get to see that. I know how I know exactly how he's feeling. I, do you realize the Bears are currently the number two pick in the draft? Is it two or three? I thought it was three. Yeah, or either way, tie, they're, top they're tied. Pick. Same record, so I don't know what the yeah. tiebreaker is, but like still a top three pick. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I said okay Will Anderson, as long baby. As let's go. Field is okay. It's weird because top three pick, but you don't, I don't, you don't feel as bad about this season as you have in the last. Like ever, like yeah. for for any any time you could talk about a three a three right. win team this late in the year and be like, I still kind of feel okay about the season. Then that's you know that's a good thing. And I know it's way early, but I am starting to question the trade of the second round pick for Claypool only because that second round pick is almost like a first round pick at this point. Like, <laughs> you know, like mm. all well, all that's a traded for one, so it's different. But like. Mm-hmm. Every pick the Bears are going to be making is going to be the beginning of each round. So it's it's almost like they're moving up a round compared to what they normally draft. Yeah. I'm just willing to give it more out, more time with Claypool at least. It's what it's got to take a while. I, I don't love the start, though. I was hoping yeah. for something. Well, they're you know? not even putting him on the field. Like, the only time I feel like no. he's on the field is in the red zone. I'm like, all right, I can't even judge the guy unless he's on the field and they're not even giving him the snaps. So, yeah, still, second – Twenty-nine snaps or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I still like the, I still like the trade. I do, but I, on paper so it seems funny. smart. Yeah. Right now it's so funny that we're like eight minutes into the show and haven't talked about the Cubs because there's no Cubs news to talk about. Really, we haven't. Like, there's nothing going on. There was just no. stuff that happened Friday, and that was about yeah. it. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay, so I saw a dumb tweet about Co- Cody Bellinger that I felt that I thought, well, if you want to, if you want a classic Cody rant, I'll give you one. I thought we should raise a glass to uh, Rafael Ortega. Oh, pulling out. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the Rafael Ortega era? Uh, a couple weeks where he was good. <laughs> didn't he have a, Didn't he have like a walk off mm-hmm. slam or something like that? He did. He had a walk off in in the second half of twenty twenty one. I tweeted about it. Tweeted the video because you know that's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. It was against the Rockies and like late August or early September in 2021. 
uh, I think it was a tie game. Oh, yeah. Wait, I was at this game. I was yeah. covering this game. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Rafael Ortega, he had it. Like, <laughs> it was such a big moment for Rafael Ortega that the Cubs did one of those, like, a breakdown videos that they put up on YouTube of him describing how this walk-off happened or whatever. Um, which, and we're talking about, they only do these, like they did one for David Bodie in the walk-off Grand Slam. They did one for... Um, you know, other notable players of like such bigger magnitude. <laughs> and they had Rafael Ortega do this this breakdown of of him hitting that walk off over last year. So <laughs> Yeah, it was uh August twenty-third, twenty twenty-one. Rafael Ortega walk off. Was that Brad Hand? No, uh Bard, Daniel Bard mm. off the Rockies. Two run home run to walk it off of the Cubs. I yeah, that that series that was that one series I got rained out and there was like a, a two the double header against the Rockies. There's like two bad teams, double header, and then like the second game went to the 11th inning or something. And I was just like, I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> yeah. For like 12 hours, I can't do this. I can't. I can't even think of what number he wore anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've already forgotten. Like, I'm not good with numbers, but I already have. If you if you went through last year's roster with me and were like, what number does this guy wear? I might get <laughs> one or two. Remember, remember in spring training, we were talking about who's going to get cut. And I was like, Rafael Ortega can't be cut. He's coming off a 900 second half OPS last year. We got (laughs) to keep this guy. Uh, The Marquez story, that was the much bigger. Yeah. For non-tenders, Braylon Marquez was a much bigger deal. I I guess I'm not totally surprised, but I'm still disappointed. Um, you know, they, they certainly know more about his health than we do. And I know he hadn't, he hadn't really pitched basically since 2019. He had a couple Mm -hmm. appearances in 2020 for his his debut, but like, yeah, I mean, you're talking a four year stretch where the guy barely threw. He had, he had COVID twice. He had shoulder surgery. He had, I don't know. I mean, he went, he went from what looked like a can't miss pitching prospect to out of the organization and it's just disappointing i you know i i guess that's what we were talking about on on thursday like how much do you value how much do you really value the prospects and then how much can you really count on them getting there i mean this is a guy that actually got there he couldn't stay there and he had great stuff First, I want to give. I just want to give Ortega his flowers. Like he had a really good end of twenty twenty one. Like yeah, you're at least back to Ortega. Right-handed pitchers, right-handed pitchers like did yeah. so well in twenty twenty one that he, I guess, earned the opportunity to show if he could repeat it this year. Didn't, but you know, like at least give him that. Like he he did something. He did enough to like earn the opportunity this year. But that's like the same thing that happened with like Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, like all guys that did well in in, in spurts and earned an opportunity and you know didn't completely take advantage of that so um that i mean the rafael ortega one doesn't surprise me it's you kind of saw it coming after his performance this year um marquez surprised me in the sense that like they he mean he was a top the top prospect in the system two years ago like top 100 baseball i believe yeah yeah yeah, it was top former top 100 and um i didn't i guess i didn't see them like just completely cutting ties with him at this point um i thought maybe you know, he had the the surgical debridement in like June, yeah. um, but that was coming off you know COVID that delayed his spring training this year. He had the um, shoulder strain last year, COVID last year. I think uh, he dealt with myocarditis as well all last year. Like a That's lot, right. a very very long road these last two years. Um, and I remember you know talking to Jared Banner when he told us that uh, Braylon had had the the surgical debridement talking about, you know, they expected him to make a full recovery, all this stuff, you know, the season was over, but, you know, spring training's far away, like let him start to, you know, feel better and then start getting thrown into this offseason program, all that stuff. Um, and so I kind of expected them to keep him along just to see, you know, next year, finally, you know, done with all these injuries, hopefully he can go to spring training on time, you know, isn't feeling it in the shoulder anymore and then see what he could do. That's what, that was my expectation. So to see Braylon Marquez, Get non-tendered was, um, you know, that was that was definitely the biggest surprise of all. Uh, but like you said, Luke, like he had the one was it two two and a third innings. Uh, his his major league yeah. debut in twenty twenty didn't pitch at all the last two years. 
I mean, the 2020 season was the lost minor league season. So he hasn't pitched really since 2019. And I mean, it felt like they were just trying to open up a spot and they couldn't necessarily count on Marquez to ever really reach on or reach where he could have gone had injuries not kind of derailed them. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, the reason that it's surprising is just more and and maybe maybe a lot of people in the chat might agree with me on this is that we just didn't really know what's going on with Braylon Marquez. It's kind of similar with this Alexander Vizcaino thing. Like, we don't, he's just been on the restricted list. He didn't show up to spring training. And, like, I, I, you know, like, it's just one of those things to me. Like, I know Marquez had the injury stuff for sure, right? But if, you know, based off my memory, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here because my memory isn't 100%. It's Dell Metrics, as we say. Um, going into last offseason – Jed Hoyer said something along the lines that Braylon Marquez was healthy going into the offseason and that he was going to be coming into spring like with a chance to, I don't know, be something, at least start in AAA or something like that. And then he, he doesn't show up to AAA on time, and it turns out that he has COVID. And then after that, it was just kind of like you didn't really hear anything. And then I think in the middle of the season, right, they, they put him on the IL or something like that. And then that was it. And they said that he was done. So it's just like the the communication regarding him in general was just never like transparent, it feels like, from my end. And if again, if I'm wrong on like this timeline that, that I spoke it out in, then like let me know. But like that's I to me, that's why it's surprising because you just didn't never really knew. I mean, it's not that I gave up on the guy, but I definitely had just got moved to a point where it's like, all right, if this guy ever becomes anything with the Cubs, he's probably going to be a bullpen arm. And that's it because, like, his ceiling when he was healthy was like, okay, this guy can throw triple digits and start for you. And then this injury stuff happened, and now it's like – then it became, okay, maybe he can be like a pitching weapon like we've discussed with other guys. So, you know, again, it was just one of those things where I just felt like the Cubs weren't very transparent about his situation – and that's frustrating on all ends, I think, for fans. Um, but at the end of the day, though, I'm not – I don't think it hurts the Cubs that that they're letting him go. I, I think they have a lot of talent in the pitching in, like we've discussed all year. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, if he does go on to some team and he can stay healthy, then I guess look at it in hindsight and be like, oh, we gave up on him or whatever. But, like – other teams are doing that too. Like the Cardinals non-tendered Alex Reyes. That guy was closing games for them mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. And they non-tendered him because he can't stay healthy. So, like, I it's it's just one of those things, I think. And so I'm not I'm whatever about the situation. I I just again, if I'm wrong about the timeline of everything, fine. I'm sorry for lying to everyone here on this podcast. But like that's from my memory, Good that's news. what it seems like that what basically liar. Fake news, Cody. Fake news. <laughs> um, you know, um, I I would agree that part of the problem was, or part of the regret for Cubs fans and for me is that he's like the first guy you can think of that like he was throwing a hundred. Like that, that when all of a sudden you don't think of Cubs pitchers throwing a hundred. So when you heard mm-hmm. they had their top prospect could hit a hundred, and it he was, was a lefty. Just kind of like it was like the unicorn on, in the Cubs franchise, right? It was like, what they have a guy that can throw a hundred. He's their top. He's in the top 100, and when you think about it, really, their top two prospects were Brendan Davis and Braylon Marquez, and currently, one is gone, and the other we're not 100% sure about. We, you know, we talked a lot about Brendan on Thursday in that podcast, but you know, Niren makes a great point in the chat, and he makes a lot of them. Sometimes it's not a bad idea to trade some of these guys. It's worth the risk a lot of times. And he's kind of, I see Niren going through the list of guys. You know, Verlander was traded. Miggy was traded. Yelich was required for prospects. Sometimes you take the gamble. I just don't want to see them include so many for a player that they completely deplete what they've been working on because there are injuries to factor into and, and the development of players as well that all these guys aren't going to hit. The, the fact that it worked out uh, in 2015 and 2016 is one of the rarest things in baseball. Like, the, guys, the Royals have been the, – the Royals and, and the Pirates and the, 
those teams have been doing it forever. Now the Royals won a World Series too, but it just—they're also small. It's not a hundred percent. You know, look yeah. at the White Sox. You know, they thought mm-hmm. they were recreating what the Cubs did, and currently, I don't know, but I would say the Cubs have a better chance of winning a World Series before the White Sox do. Yeah, no, you're right. Those teams that you mentioned, though, are they're definitely the small market. So that's why it's like that's true. It makes sense that they're doing what they're doing. I just, but think just how long they've been doing it. The pirates, the pirates, have been trying to win forever. Like the pirates and Reds, like yeah. I mean, they've been the pirates have been broken since Jake went into Pittsburgh that one night yeah. after he, you know, was giving them all the smoke on Twitter um, back in 2015. But yeah, I. Again, though, like like I said, the, the Cubs have a lot of pitching depth on the farm, and like I think they're going to get by with this. But they like, they could also take a chance on a guy like Alex Reyes. I think I tweeted that as soon as I saw it. I was like, the Cubs should give this guy a shot. If they're going to non-tender um, Marquez, might as well take a flyer on Reyes, who's shown um, mm-hmm. you know success at the major league level and someone who also can throw triple digits. I mean, I don't know what his health is, but just off the top of my head, I'm like, all right, wrap this guy in bubble wrap and get him to spring training. Let's see what let's see what happens. Like that it's just it's something that you see all around the league all the time. And like I just I, I'm not I don't think it's going to hurt the Cubs long term. So is what it is. Uh I was happy to see that uh Cody Bellinger is gonna be non or was non tendered though. Yeah. Like, now we can actually really talk about it. Like like can like can't should the Cubs actually give him a chance or go after him or, you know, I don't know. Like from what I've read over the weekend, look like, you know, teams have called and offered like multi-year deals and Toronto. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I want the Cubs to offer a multi-year deal. I would love to mm-hmm. just get him on a on one year trial and see what happens, especially with PCA. You I'd know. give him, I'd give him two years. Cause you could always play him at first base at the moment and put him in a platoon or make him an extra outfielder. Mm-hmm. I'm okay Fair. with that, but you know, we're talking about Marquez being DFA'd and the Dodgers are they're going out there and they're not tendering an offer to a guy that was an MVP, you know, yeah. it is yeah. not is not old. Now he's more expensive. It's it's more difficult to they just don't want to pay the 18 million or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. But what's the Dodgers have proven like what's 18 million to them? That's fair. Nothing. That's so true. like I also wouldn't be surprised if he does re-sign with them though, just on significantly oh, I hope less not. money. But yeah. well, I, mean, I, I think that that move tells you that the Dodgers, for one, are definitely going to be players in the free agent market. If, mm-hmm. You know, a guy again, a guy that won an MVP, it's had three down years, but is a you know has been a part of that team for a while. Good defensive outfielder. Uh, you know, they don't want to pay the eighteen. The Dodgers and don't want to pay the eighteen million for that. That means they're going to use that eighteen million dollars for something else, right? So, right. Um, you expect the Dodgers to be players judge. in the free agent market. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that we've heard the rumors. I still think if I were to go with my gut that Judge doesn't leave New York, um, he stays in the Bronx and resigns the Yankees because I think they're going to do what it takes to sign him. Uh, but I know, like, as far as rumors go, like the Dodgers have been floated out there as possible suitors for Judge. Same with like San Francisco. Um, yeah, I mean, the, as far as Cody Bellinger to the Cubs, I'm in agreement with you guys. Like, it can't be a long, long-term deal. Something, something makes me wonder if, like, would Cody Bellinger accept on like a uh, you know one year with a second like mutual option kind of thing that like mm-hmm. the Cubs had with Drew Smiley? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how often those are even given out or how like what it kind of takes to make that work. But um, if that's something where you know Bellinger give him a prove it year and then if he does really well and both sides want to come back, then they can obviously restructure things um, for a second year. Um, but it can't be more than like two years. And <laughs> as, I'm as, curious as what the. Point. I'm sorry. I was going to say I, I'm curious what the money would be too. I see Sean saying, you know, he'd think he'd be after a one year deal to prove it and then and then get the big contract. I'd see that side of it. If it was me, I'd want the two year deal. Let's say he gets fifteen million, whatever whatever the number is. It doesn't matter what the number is. Let's let's just say it's fifteen million. I'd rather have thirty million in my pocket and then go still go get the big payday after mm-hmm. two years if i've proven it and if i didn't i just made 30 million you know like if if he doesn't prove it here he's gonna be out of baseball fairly soon like he's not he's not gonna be able to stay in major league baseball just because he's a good fielder yeah yeah so he's gonna have to turn it around to make yeah. the most amount even of though money. jason hayward did but that's because the cubs mm-hmm. gave him way too much money but that's because he had a long-term contract right well right. And, this is, and that's what i'm saying with bellinger as far as like the one i know joe mentions in here 
um, that Boris said Bellinger has multi-year options but prefers a one-year deal. I don't remember reading that, but I'll take Joe's word for it. Um, but even then, it's like that's why the a one-year with with an option year seems so possible or even likely that that's going right. to be something because no one's going to get I, – I can't – okay, I won't say no one, but I can't see a scenario where – a team gives him a multi-year deal because he hasn't ha- hasn't been good in three years. Like he has had right. offensively, at least has had three bad offensive years coming off an MVP season. Right. So uh, I can't see them any, I can't see a team going out there and giving him a multi-year deal. I can see teams. If he turns it around this year, maybe even next year being like, okay, this guy's barely 30. Cause he's what 27, 28 right now. Uh, so in a couple of years, he'll be 30 ish he's gonna be right around that age and he could he could be still up for one big contract if he turns things around the next couple years yeah i i don't see why that couldn't be the cubs uh as far as like where he is in uh, 2023 possibly 2024 um give him the one-year deal give him some kind of option for 2024 and if he does really well you know this next year um then and, and then keeps it up in 2024 then you have options as far as like you know do the cubs want to keep this guy around for a while he's done really well in chicago i don't know it's just you know throwing things out there but those are scenarios where it's like getting him on a very short-term deal uh to at least even just be a, a stopgap option until some of these prospects are ready to come up that that doesn't seem like a, a bad scenario in my mind at all do you guys yeah. like a near insane conforto he likes conforto in the, in the outfield do you like him better than the possibility of well, he's kiermeyer he just... or he just didn't you know, play it all this year because of an injury. Like yeah, I know, I, it's not any. Honestly, it's not any different to me. Like, like yeah, sure. If, if Conforto comes back and he's healthy and he plays well, then yeah, I guess it. Like you, if you tell me that's going to happen, then yeah, I guess I, I would, I would take him. But I, to me, it's not much different. The, the, the center field out, options out there just they're not very. There's not a lot of them this year, so um, Conforto might have the better high might have the higher upside in terms of offense at this point um and if they wanted to trade hap um i guess it'd be interesting um you know he says hap is replaceable and i i agree to an extent that he's replaceable but you have to get to a point where you're in my opinion if you're the cubs you have to decide who's going to be you know he's not your ian hap isn't your you know superstar can carry a team guy but you have to have pillars within those types of guys and i i've i believe that ian Happ is that guy he proved it this past year we've talked about it a lot uh they wrote in the athletic someone wrote in the athletic this weekend that you know the cubs are going to be trying to extending him and nico horner this this sometime this winter so you know i if you're trading Happ, to me at this point it would have to be for something you know very very um enticing which i just don't yeah. know what his market is to people out there because it's, you know they they also didn't move in half at the deadline this year either right and uh so i i don't know but i you know he proved that he can play a really solid defensive left field and i know a lot of people don't take that into a big account but he still did it very well and uh i know the power dropped this year but he also was just an overall really good hitter and i that, the cubs just need good baseball players man like mm-hmm. luke you've said it so many times that they just need good baseball players so if you're going to trade it ian happ like to me you trade ian happ and you go and get conforto who's hasn't played in a year like what are you doing to make your team better like to me right. like to me you're not doing anything to make your team better when you do something if you're going to trade ian happ then you better be going to sign Aaron judge or someone like that, like be taking, be taking that, like that bigger step. You know what I mean? That's the only thing to me that really makes sense about trading. You're trading Hap for Otani. Oh, I'm sure yeah, Ian Hap would be okay with that. You know, like he'd probably even understand it. Right. I don't know. I just like, I think that, you know, I get it. Like it was one, one really solid, consistent year for me and Hap. Can you bank on it another year? Well, you know, at the deadline, I was like, well, if they keep him, he better keep playing the rest of the year. And he did. Like, it's – to me, I think he's – I think he's deserving of being on the next, you know, competitive team. I think he's proven that he likes playing in Chicago. He likes, um, you know, being part of what the Cubs are trying to do. Like, I, to me, like – you need those those guys like you like I don't want to call him a glue guy, but like he's he's proven that he is someone that's really respected within the organization. And 
And if the Cubs mm-hmm. extend with him, that proves it. I just, I to, again, to me, if you're going to trade Ian Happ, you gotta you gotta go big then on on an outfield position. And Conforto isn't it. I think you can get Conforto on a probably decent deal, but like, I don't think you need to trade Ian Happ if you're going to do that. I mean, I don't know. And and there's a leadership void too with with Hayward gone. Like he's he's pretty much everything they want. And Jets are high on his leadership the in the, the season-ending presser, right, Ryan? What's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On Hap's leadership, yeah. He, I mean, he talked about how much growth like Hap has taken in that department, right? Like he saw the trades that happened last year, uh, you know, twenty twenty one. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, all you know, the, a lot of the leaders in that clubhouse get traded. Uh, you know, we've talked about how Jason Hayward has has been a respected guy since he came to Chicago. How you know Wilson kind of stepped up and, and became the emotional leader of the team, but that Ian Happ really, especially as soon as he was able to start playing every day in one position, found you know kind of found himself a home out in left field. But while everything else was kind of taking care of itself, he also stepped up, became more vocal, became more of a leader uh, on the team in the clubhouse. Like there's a reason he's the team's you know representative for the Players Association. Like there's the guys respect him in there. Um, he's now one of the longest tenure players in that in, on that team, considering how much turnover the rosters had. Um, so he knows the the organization as well as anyone on there. Um, he knows how to play in Chicago as well as anyone there. Like he he's now the guy that um, you know young players can go up to and and ask questions about being a Chicago Cup because he's done it for what six years now. Um, now he's yeah he as as far as what Cody asked yeah Jed. That was one of the main talking points when he was talking about Hap at the you know last month the the end of season press conference is that he really stepped up in in more than just being able to hit the ball better or playing better defense like his leadership ability and qualities really shined through this year. Um, the season wasn't great for most of it. Uh, they ended up 14 games under 500, but to see a young guy who's learned from so many other you know leaders in the clubhouse over a few years fill that role at uh, you know capably fill that role. Um, that was another big impressive thing um, that Hap did, an impressive jump that Hap made in his, you know, as a baseball player, but as a person too. Yeah. We're 11 days into the period where the Cubs could sign free agents, and we're still waiting, like most teams are, for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope this doesn't drag on. Um we're gonna I think it drags on into like January or February. I really think that those winter meetings oh, are gonna right, be please. are gonna be I'm, what I'm we begging are. I'm begging yeah. for it. Two there, weeks. There's like with the new like CBA and everything, like like all done. Like I just feel like they're gonna finally get down to business at like when we're used to them getting down to business. So but we've we've now spent an entire season waiting for this moment. Like yeah. we knew the games did not count, so it literally has been podcasting waiting for them to do something and now they're still sitting there waiting mm-hmm. listen it's driving me crazy i'm not gonna lie like come on already like i'm starting to get on the colada train spend some <laughs> money let's go like yeah do something we're gonna talk i want to talk about i'm gonna ask you guys a question about another dodgers player and then we'll talk about a local guy the cubs are bringing in but i do want Ryan to talk about Shady Rays because I mean, the sun is bright here in Arlington Heights today. Yeah, I, I need some to block myself from the bears also. That's true. But yeah, no, I can see the sun peeking through my window right now. I think it's starting to get to that point where it's going down a little bit, but still mm-hmm. a little sunny. Um, and when it's sunny outside, the best sunglasses to own are Shady Rays. There's no doubt about it. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. And even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. 
They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. It's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. BOGO, baby. BOGO. Bogo. That's what the kids say. Uh, (laughs) Our next partner is a product that I use literally every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now been on it for months. Love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It is super healthy, and it tastes tropical. I look forward to taking it in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that will support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I had a massage last week, guys. You got to drink a lot of water after that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then the AG1 builds me from the ground up. It builds me from the ground up. It's a fresh new base in my body. It's like I started all over. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning, lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day, recommended by professional athletes, more than 10,000 star views. So reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just a scoop in a cup of water Every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, by the way, by the way, yeah. uh, USA scored. It is one nothing. Oh, it is one. USA, they USA, USA. It's one nil. It's one nil. Well, yeah, one nil. That happened a little while ago, but we we got we we're talking deep into our yeah our baseball stuff. I don't want to I don't want to disrupt it, but yeah. Listen, USA even is up. even nothing happening in baseball is more exciting to me than soccer. But that's just me. And again, I'm not hating on the soccer people. I'm glad that they have something to watch. Um, I'm absolutely hating on the soccer people. <laughs> All right, I'll I, just be honest about it. <laughs> listen, I could understand getting into soccer if your child or loved one or someone was in it, and that's how you got hooked on soccer. Fair. I hated running as a kid, so I didn't like soccer. I was like, "What? Are we, where are we running? Why are we chasing a ball?" Didn't seem like I, it made sense. Um, I played a and, lot of soccer when I was a kid. And you did, I, and I, I quit. I quit because I didn't like playing. I used to play like year round, travel, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like never a break, and I hated it quit but i don't even i don't watch that much soccer but like when the world cup's on men's women's yeah uh, i watch the gold cup because it's always usa mexico in the final so i watch that uh but outside of those like three things i don't watch i don't watch soccer but i do love the world cup i would never watch a, a match that didn't have the u.s in it let me put it that way like i might watch the u.s play in the world cup but i'm not watching wales play whoever that's not I gotta I gotta I gotta hit up my soccer guy and then I would consider watching Wales play whoever I'm surprised you're not gambling on it though Cody that's what I'm saying I gotta hit up my soccer guy which I do have a soccer guy by the way um I have a question (laughs) about a Dodgers player maybe I'm missing something here that I'm wondering why we don't hear him linked to the Cubs Justin Turner is a free agent right yeah. Yes. He plays was, third yeah, base, he, right? He was non-tendered on Friday. Yeah, he he plays third base. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we be interested in Justin Turner? At least kicking the tires on Justin Turner at third base. We're talking about how we need offense and we need this and that. And I'd be interested in Justin Turner at third base. You want know Ryan? Someone want to bring up his numbers because I don't really know what his I, numbers were. I don't know either. I just uh, I guess he's a veteran. Like, like he's older, but he's a veteran. Um, he Cubs doesn't have filler. to be a long time solve, but it yeah. seems like he, I'd be surprised if he's not an upgrade over Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, I just don't see. I, well, I know. I, I'm not we, more informed about Justin Turner's season than I than I should be, but like, 
he's been a pretty good player. Yeah, yeah. And and I think there's a possibility that he still goes back to the Dodgers, to be honest with you. But Definitely. yeah, he seems like someone who's gonna end his career with the Dodgers no matter what. I mean, I, I why am I surprised that the Cubs haven't at least called uh well at least from what we know, I guess, just because like they need a guy at third base. Um but I guess I don't know. So here's like, something here here's Here's uh, at least his stats. Um, he was good again. He was good again this year. Uh, yeah. 120, okay. 123 WRC plus, 2.4 war um, in 128 games. Um, had a His walk rate lowered a little bit. Strikeout rate went up a little bit, but not too crazy. Um, you know, still had a 343 weighted on base average. I mean, he was good again, uh, but he's also uh, – my thinking maybe why – they at least haven't been in rumored around Justin Turner. He's 37. Um, so he is a little on the older side. He's 37, uh, and he's a third baseman. So obviously the the priority seems like it's shortstop. And if you're going after a shortstop, oh, yeah. also going after a third baseman feels a little redundant because then depending on how you you put the lineup together, those guys could be playing third base. Nico could potentially be playing third base. Um, you'd need you somewhere need a spot for Patrick Wisdom if he's going to be on the team next year. And I guess my thinking is a 37 year old Justin Turner who may not want to come here. Um, you know, Patrick Wisdom's obviously younger, not it hasn't been historically as good as Justin Turner, but has been solid enough that like if he's your if you have a competitive team with you, you fill all the holes that need to be filled, and then you kind of roll with Patrick Wisdom as your third baseman, maybe batting seventh or eighth in the order. I think you feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and not, saying he doesn't a, know if he could play 50 games. I, I just, I'm, I'm not saying a long-term deal because the guy's old. Cool. I'm just saying like he wouldn't be improvement at third base. If you want to give somebody a little extra money for one season to actually try and make a run in a crap division. Yeah. He's not my blocking thing, anybody. My thinking is, is he probably wants to be on a world series. Probably. Contender now. Uh, he doesn't want to go to a team that is, you know, I don't, you know, we we can sit here and debate if this rebuild is mm-hmm. done or not. We've done it all season because what else is there to talk about with this organization? But um, that would be my thinking. Is he probably like I don't even know if he'd be interested in the Cubs other than you know maybe wanting to play at Wrigley, maybe just wanting to collect a paycheck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. Like I I, th- I that's just how I look at it. But I I would be I you know ba- based off the numbers that Ryan just told us and. You know, knowing his his track record, yeah, he'd be a very solid stopgap uh, guy to play third base until you get someone younger to play there. Um, but I, I mean, when I when he when so Lanier points out that he DH'd a lot towards the end of the year. Um, he only played third base five okay. for 500, 574 in, in a third innings. Um, so definitely, it's like half the time of like a regular third baseman. Um, and even when he did play there, he needed he, or he rated negatively defensively um, uh, at third base. So maybe it feels like if the Cubs were going to go sign him, it would be mostly in a DH spot, which if they do a lot of the other things they want to do this offseason, uh, that's probably not a spot they want an everyday DH, uh, which it feels like maybe that may be where it would lean more towards with Justin Turner. So that could be a, a reason why they're not. Guys, yeah. You guys are giving me good him. reasons. I get it. All right. I, I, I don't think it's, it's, it sounds like a good name to me. No, Yeah. I just, I don't think it's like a, a, a no, a no go, no deal. They don't want Justin Turner. It's just, they have yeah. other things that they want to do that. Like Justin Turner would be like way, way lower on the, on the list of, of you who they want to get. I am a little, you want to know what I am a little like worried about though, is that the Cubs haven't contacted Kodai Sanga yet. While he's been contacted by the Red Sox, Yankees, Rangers, and probably a few other teams. So, like, you know, to, to flip it in terms of, like, why the Cubs haven't signed someone yet. And, like, they, he hasn't even met with the Cubs yet. And he, even though he's been linked to the Cubs all year, that that does worry me a little bit. I, he has met with the Cubs, hasn't he? I didn't. I, I, I haven't seen it. Like I just saw the. I think it was John Morosi was listing the guys. He mentioned the Red Sox and Yankees, and he didn't mention the Cubs again. I thought there was a conversation early on, or maybe it was just that um, 
Saya was speaking well of his time. Yeah, that's all we have at this point is the right. So I don't know if that means the Cubs haven't talked to him or or not. By the way, welcome back to Ravi. Where's Ravi? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm off on that. You know me. I'm I'm always just saying. It it could also be it could also be a thing where just hasn't been reported yet where they have met with him it just hasn't come out yet or they're planning on meeting with him sometime soon and just haven't yet um i don't know that i don't know that i'd look too much into oh this team hasn't met with this person or until like things really start heating up with other teams then you start to get a little a little worried that the cubs are, are falling out of the race right but for but sure just, i just oh, feel like just, the cubs would have already met with them that's all I think it's just when this team, but again, I'm saying it's like, that doesn't mean they haven't. It just means that maybe mm-hmm. something hasn't come out about it. Uh, I, I think getting worried about hearing about other teams meeting with Kodai Senga um, isn't, isn't something to be worried about. I, I, I just, I think that that would be reading too much into things because players meet with, especially good players, like will meet with half the league. Mm-hmm. And that just because like teams haven't been, haven't haven't met with a certain player yet or hasn't been reported they have yet doesn't mean they won't um and it doesn't mean they're any lower on uh, or they're falling out of any race i don't, I think that's just not i think that's just an, uh, not something that's not that's just not something to me that's worth getting worried about all right i'm ready hey, to be heard again ryan <laughs> how about uh how about rylan bannon being added to the 40 man a, a guy from joliet a third baseman and I, I saw the name. I'm happy for him that he gets a chance to, you know, possibly come home and play at home. Um, boy, they they seem to have a, a – it's like when the Bears, the Bears had all those tight ends. Didn't they have like 12 tight ends one year? Doesn't it seem like the Cubs have just completely stockpiled infielders that are like 26 and can play multiple positions? Is, yeah. is this because – they feel like they're going to start making some trades and they want to be able to replenish that. It just, I feel like they have 10 of the same guy. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of part of it is like, well, and then if you're going to, if you're going to hog a bunch of players on your 40 man or in your system, like you'd rather have them be guys that can play middle infield. Well, yeah. right. Like, like, it's like even Jed said at the, you know, the GM meetings and I miss went, went more to shortstop, but it was like your best defenders, your best athletes, pretty much play shortstop because then you can move him anywhere else. I think that just goes through it, uh, go rings true for any, um, you know, middle infielder. So Ryland Bannon, you know, I don't know. We, we didn't know too much about him. That was another kind of surprise, um, you know, addition to the 40 man. Uh, I've seen it float floated out around there um, that maybe this is a guy that they may try to, to release and go through waivers and then, you know, send him back, you know, keep him in the system, but off the 40 man in the, in the minor league. So that could go to like just having multiple, um, you know, guys that can play a lot of positions in waiting in the wings, just in case injuries happen or whatever. Um, yeah. We, we, we don't, we don't know a whole lot about Ryland Bannon, uh, you know, other than the stats that we've gotten. Um, he bounced around a little bit last year. I think he started out with the Orioles and he had been in the farm system for a while. Um, right. was was released from there the Dodgers picked him up but he didn't play for the Dodgers and the Braves picked him up and he played one game I think with Atlanta um so it's just like he he's not like a, a sexy addition by any means um maybe again just another depth piece the Cubs probably saw uh liked and thought that they could somehow get him back down to you know off the 40 man but keep in the system um that's just my speculation not reporting anything but uh it is weird because at the moment that's taking up a 40 man spot. Right. Um, right. Which they were coveting. Right. They were yeah. just, we were all worried about who was going to be yeah. protected. Now it yeah. seems so like, like we're just adding infielders. Yeah. So he's taking up a spot. And that's what makes me think that like they didn't open up all these, they didn't, they didn't, you know, wave Braylon Marquez cause they knew they were going to go sign. Uh, they didn't non-tender Braylon Marquez cause they knew they were going to go yeah. out and pick up Ryland Bannon off waivers and, and needed a spot for him. Like there's, there's, to me, there's going to be other roster maneuvering that has to happen with this because um, I don't know because like you know especially with him with Zach McKinstry like uh, there's a lot a lot of yeah like Luke said a lot of middle infield guys just play multiple positions but aren't like you don't look at them and be like oh yep that's that's the Cubs starting whatever baseman there next year right like it's, it's a lot of guys that are 
going to be fringe guys uh, that probably are are brought in more for depth than anything. And I think Ban- Rylan Bannon, um, you know, is one of those guys. But hey, he's from Joliet, so it's a good story. Yeah, I mean that part's cool. You know what else was cool? The first we talked about the uh, winter, or I guess they're calling it Winterland or whatever at Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just Gallagher Way, they've moved it inside Wrigley Field, and we talked about it, I think on Thursday. And now we've seen some pictures of when it opened this weekend. To be honest with you, it looks pretty cool. Like it seems like a, seems like a good idea. If I had my choice of going down and ice skating uh, by the bean or ice skating at Wrigley field, wouldn't you take uh, ice skating at Wrigley field? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to pay for another free agent, but uh, you know, I don't want Michael Collada to get too upset about this whole thing, but it seems like a cool event at Wrigley Field, and I'm not sure why they hadn't done it before this. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, Sarah Spain posted a, a tweet, tweeted a video it was yesterday or the day before. We I retweeted on the Cubs Twitter, the CSGO Cubs Twitter account, um, but it was just like a video of them, her and her family or whoever uh, there, and it it looks it looks cool, it, it, and that's. I get, I get a lot of people are whatever about it. Um, if you don't live in Chicago, you don't care, and you just want the Cubs to spend money on free agents. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not like there's other. Yeah. There's a lot of teams are around the the league that are doing this at their own ballparks and stuff. And that's what's just what it's just what makes Wrigley Field and just the entire neighborhood that it's in just a little bit more unique. Um, so whatever. Uh, right. Like in Cincinnati, I've been, going I've to the been, ballpark to skate. Nobody. Yeah. And well, and well, I, you know, I've, I've been to, uh, you know, the thing that they do there. Um, I've always there last year. Um, I went there with my girlfriend and her family and it's like, it's, it's a, it's a nice time. It's fun, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Collada, <laughs> new light bulbs look great. The picture, one picture I saw, they weren't even all on. That's how good they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't even Save need an energy. Come mm-hmm. in. Save energy to throw that back into free agency. Yeah, that's back true. In the baseball budget. Seriously. <laughs> I, I definitely think we need to get – I don't know wh- when we're going to coordinate going there, but I think we should go. And I I also think the possibility, like, we didn't – Cody had the one meet and greet with some fans at Wrigley at the end of the season where you were like, hey, meet me at Murphy's. Mm-hmm. Like that might be a possibility, like a, a group outing for like meet at Wrigley, do the skate thing, have some schnapps drinks. Yeah. Schnapps. Go down the slide. People, more people first. will come if you're there, Luke. They ain't going to come to see me. Yeah. I've never had a schnapp even. You never had schnapps of any kind? No. Uh, not that I know of. Not that I could think Peppermint of. Peppermint schnapps and hot chocolates. A pretty good idea. Okay, I believe I'll, that. I'll, I mean, I'll, it tastes like you. a peppermint milkshake. <laughs> I'll believe you. Uh, I believe you're telling me the truth. We'll go from there. I'll bring some in one day to the office. They won't even right. know. We'll just have like uh, Starbucks cups out. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> did you see it? So I know Ryan saw this. I the video of Saya Suzuki working out, and Ryan quickly chimed in on our Slack channel at work, saying, "I do the same workout." Are you trying to tell us that you're going to be the next infielder, Ryan? What's going on here? Like, I, they've added Bannon and Herrera next. It needs some improvement. (laughs) I mean, I'm not. He, we do do the same workout. Um, and chest press. Yeah, a little. little, uh, uh, Even I've done that once or twice in my life. A little bit of pec flies there, just coming in on on the cable machines. Um, you know, it it tells me that you know if if I just keep doing what Say is doing, uh, there's there's potential. (laughs) There's potential. Just follow his follow in his footsteps, and there's potential that you know maybe one day you'll see me playing right field at Wrigley Field. <laughs> we can hope so. Um, we'll I get too to can hope so for myself with that with with this logic. Yes, it looked like a fancy machine. That's all I know. I you know it wasn't just some cheap gym. He was somewhere nice. So. Uh. Um, hey, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we 
Serve, save money, and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually. They last about two hours. And then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. And if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on our website, comed.com slash facility assessment. Yeah. So whenever you get your, your lights fixed, uh, right. you can use all, you can do that using the money you win on DraftKings, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, and that, that's kind of how I, that's how I pay for my rent, uh, in a way, in a way, not fully, but in a way, DraftKings, it's the best NBA fans. The wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a stepped up same game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Now, real quick. On Saturday, I was, you know, I was betting on some teenagers slinging the pigskin, right? And mm-hmm. I wanted to live bet Illinois at halftime because they reeled me in, like I said earlier, right? And so you can't, on the app at least, you can't bet on teams in the state of Illinois because of the law, right? So what do I do? I call up my good friend Greg Braggs, right? And I'm like, hey, Greg, I want to live bet the the Illini uh, here because I'm sure the odds are really good and they've reeled me into thinking that maybe they can upset uh, and he he hadn't signed up for DraftKings yet. I I walked him through, and all he did was put five dollars on Notre Dame to win outright, which they did. They won very easily, and he got two hundred dollars in free bets. And now now he just loves DraftKings, just like me. All right. Yeah. Uh, so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code CHGO. Making any make any five dollar bet on this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings sportsbook with promo code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions. Apply. See show notes for details in the podcast or YouTube description, guys. It's awesome. I love DK. DK is my favorite app to open when I wake up in the morning. You roll over, grab it off, grab your phone off the night table, and, and immediately go check DraftKings. Absolutely. And and his Detroit Mercy schedule always. Yeah, you got to yeah. check the Detroit Mercy schedule. Verify if they're playing or not. I went. I went seven and zero on college basketball yesterday. Seven and oh, oh. Followed that up starting the starting day, oh and four today. So you know, balance. So, uh, <laughs> great mercy. I mean, he's got to be one of the five people in the country betting on Detroit Mercy games. Parlays, no, no, no less. Just you know. Oh gosh. So the Don't uh, hit the game. We got a peak of the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot. Mike Napoli is on there. He's one of uh, 14 new candidates, the Cubs' first base coach. John Lackey's in there. But look at if you see the list on on YouTube. Okay, Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, Matt Cain, R.A. Dickey, Andre Ethier. I mean, Andre Ethier? Come on. Like, I I love John Lackey, too, but Johnny Peralta – do we have to have like all of these names? Like it's not necessary. There's guys we know have no shot of getting in the hall of fame. I would say when is VR, how many years do we have to wait for VR to be on the, so we can vote for him? (laughs) Ryan, you'll have a vote, right? (laughs) You give him the one vote and he'll be like, why? And we're like, well, that one time he won. It'd be like Ryan Tapera getting the MVP vote (laughs) a couple years ago. 
I can see five guys on this list that I'm like, okay, those guys belong in the Hall of Fame. All right. That's A Rod. That's Manny Ramirez. That's Andrew Jones. That's Gary Sheffield. And then I'd probably go with either Scott Rowland or Billy Wagner. Tory Hunter's a, a a guy I could I could at least have the conversation. And yeah, I agree. There there are guys on that list that are Hall of Famers. There's also half that are not. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Worth, you don't need to even consider. No. Uh, it'll He's be one, one of those where he doesn't even get he he gets on there and then doesn't even have the. the it's like the one year Kerry Wood was on there and he got one vote. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh. it's. I don't know. I, I look at, I mean, Carlos Beltran could be someone that I think he has an argument, probably not for his ballot, but has an he's argument. He's been on there for a while. Hasn't he been on there Beltran, for a few years? I don't know. Baseball it, Hall of Fame's hard it like it says, It looks like it says first year candidate for him on this. Um, I mean, he's the Hall of Good. Uh, anyway, he's the Hall uh, of Good. Burley's the Hall of Good. I think Burley I think, has a good shot. He has a perfect know, game on the resume. He's got a World Series. I think, I think. I think Mark Burley can get in eventually. It's just going to take a while. Like, I don't think so. I would no, say that. I, I don't know. Two, Maybe I'm wrong. Houston Street, come on. Yeah. The only two surefire guys on this would be A Rod and Manny Ramirez, and they're both tied to PED, so I don't see them getting in. And Andrew Jones, right? I think Andrew Jones will be in the Hall of Fame eventually. I think, I think eventually, but, I, but I'm thinking, I'm saying like surefire, like no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, Manny and A Rod are, but we, yes. But I don't think, I, I don't, if, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa yeah. did not make it up to the Hall of Fame. I don't see those two either. Scott Rowland was a great hitter, and he was one of the best defensive third basemen I've ever seen as a kid. I hate saying that because he played with the Cardinals, but it's the truth. He was very good. He, he could be another guy that makes it in. I, I yeah. Well, we'll and, see. like, Todd Helton, like, I don't care that he played for the Rockies. He was – he he could hit, man. Like, I think he, yeah. he has a good shot. But yeah, like JJ Hardy, Andre Ethier, R. A. Bronson Arroyo. I mean, come <laughs> on, bro. Yeah, the high like saying Sean Marshall. That's no different. Like <laughs> Sean Marshall, Hall of Fame. You can't. Yeah, you can't tell the story of Major League Baseball without talking about Bronson Arroyo's leg kick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I th- I think Burley can get it. I th- okay. I think he's deserving of getting him based off based off how credible this hall of fame voting goes and which is uncredible in my opinion like it, it, I, i've said this many times so if it was the hall of quick uh players who make the game quicker Mark yeah Burley he'd be my hall of fame for that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wade miley ballot. mark burley i just Unanimous. think he was really good for a really long time like but he was I mean, never he was good. never he like wasn't the best great pitcher he in the league he was no, never the best not winning cy league, youngs but, like he was good Mark Grace was good. Yeah. Well, I don't think Canerco's a Hall of Famer either. But then Harold Baines made it too. So well, I hundred percent. Really, well, we know why that happened, but that was craziness. Yeah, you never really know what's gonna happen with this with Hall of Fame voters. I don't know. I, I just Yeah, one day they're gonna put that that he who he yeah. who shall not be named guy in there. But this this know. list, I don't know if I see anyone for sure making it. I, I think not unless they're willing to accept this. Andy Pettit, I think, has a good choice to, or a good chance too, but he's also attached to, to steroids. Scott Rowland may be out of this list the best chance. Maybe Andrew Jones. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I, again, I don't know if I even see. John Lackey did pitch for a long time. He won a couple World Series. Like I, Omar Vizquel was a really good player for a long time at his position. Jimmy Rollins won an MVP at one yeah. point. David Snyder, tough. Hall of Shame, writers, no business voting, should be player, players, managers, and fans. Down with sports writers, right? Yeah, but it's their Hall Thank of you. Fame. <laughs> Thank you, David Snyder. Thank you for saying that and voicing your opinion. Well, we appreciate the opinion, but that'd be like, you know, we have a CHGO Hall of Fame and none of us have a say in it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for I, it's, saying that. Be I get it. In. The player, a lot of the players think think that for sure. Like, oh, why are you guys voting on? It's like, well, they started the Hall of Fame. Like, I don't know. Unless they want to hand it over, it's it's. I just think that the their reasoning for a lot of guys is bad. Like, yeah. if you're gonna let Jeff Bagwell in and yes. and Ron Rodriguez in, but not let Barry Bonds in, then like, what right. are we even doing here? Mm-hmm. And it comes down to like. Honestly, it just comes down to 
do those do those guys who are voting do they like those other guys and it, right. the way it looks like it's like okay that Barry Bonds wasn't the greatest dude in the, like he wasn't the nicest guy in the world whatever Michael Jordan wasn't the nicest guy in the world and he was a first ballot NBA Hall of Famer and the greatest basketball player ever like I mean who cares if you're a nice guy or not I mean you talk about the Hall of Fame you the amount of people that they put in the first 10 15 years that existed you want to know how many of those guys are probably racist a lot of them probably I mean yeah. I, I'm just being real with you like they were good at baseball put them in the Hall of Fame thank you all right. Um, we do want to point out, by the way, that, you know, we are going to be on uh, tomorrow's the day we're at a different time, right? Tomorrow's 3.30. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, I believe so. So, yes. so yes. although we're almost always on at 1.20, tomorrow, because of scheduling conflicts, 3.30. So everybody that's listening to this in the download or here currently, which we thank you for being on the YouTube chat, uh, 3.30 tomorrow is the time for the podcast, and uh, we'll be here. We'll have something for you on Thanksgiving. We'll have something on Wednesday. Pretty much uh, keep you busy, and we're just hoping to have the emergency podcast. Oh, we're waiting for the emergency podcast. We we're on pins waiting. and needles for the emergency podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Anyway. Well, see, I, I was I was prepared all weekend for you know have, anywhere I went had my laptop with me. Ah, now wait was, a minute, you were sleeping in on Sunday. You told us at nine thirty you couldn't be up to check out. Or was that Saturday? The shoes. Saturday was <laughs> Saturday. So you weren't ready Saturday morning necessarily. Yes. When is when is like when is nine thirty uh, uh, sleeping in on a Saturday? Well, I, it is for me <laughs> yeah. now. Like I yeah, understand what you're saying. Like it, <laughs> it used to be noon on Saturday, but now yeah. it's I was it's earlier I was up than like, that. Yeah, see, I was I was up half hour after the shoes. I was ready to go. Ten, you were up by ten. At at the latest was ten o'clock. Well, that it, it, that's pretty good. Someone your okay. age up by ten o'clock, that's pretty good. Thank I'll, you. I'll admit it. Thank you. Uh, all right, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for joining us. Again, we'll be back with a breaking newscast, podcast, whatever you want to call it, if they actually finally do something. Until then, we'll see you uh, Tuesday at 3.30. And don't forget, fly the W.